Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. So, Tommy, are you still in L.A.? Are you back? What's the status of it? And uh, thank you for doing this for us. Well, listen, Doc. First of all, uh, your producer, I, I told your producer that where I was, you know, I'm down in Florida. And uh, I'm, you know, looking at the Gulf right now as I speak. And he asked me if I if I had gotten out and played any golf. <laughs> <laughs> I told him I'd rather chew broken glass than get out and play golf. So let's let's, let's, let's clear that up. Well, right he thought now. maybe you were you were. <clears throat> he was talking to your broadcast partner, brother Sheen, who's yeah. a country club kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that might be. Let me tell you, I have boycotted all these major events. You know, the Oscars, mm-hmm. the Grammys, the Tonys, the yeah. Emmys. Because because of the politics involved with the sports fix getting frozen out of some kind of recognition for all of these, you know, so we we I boycott them. So no, I wasn't on the red carpet last night. Well, that's good. I you know I, I told again if you want to me if you want to feel extremely old, you watch these shows. <laughs> At this point in my life, uh, so you're like, who are these people? What? When did this? Who happen? are these people? That's right. <laughs> Uh, with Tom Laveros with the Washington Times columnist uh, here on Burgundy and Gold today. You also hear him on the Kevin Sheehan podcast when Kevin lets him talk. Um, and that's how it was when the sports fix back in the day, too. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, Tom, you know, when he was allowed to talk, it was great. Um, all right, let's start with with uh, the Bobby Beathard. Obviously, news last week. Sad news. I, I think, you know, there's been some knowledge that he's been dealing with this for a while with Alzheimer's and, you know, which is extremely sad disease, obviously, for anybody that's, that's known somebody who's had it. And especially when you put in Bobby Beathard, a guy who had an incredible mind, who obviously did some of the best work in the draft, the later the rounds got over the years. But, uh, you know, d- doing this remembrance piece on remembrance piece on him, Tom, what, what really stuck out to you the most about his time here in Washington? Well, how important he was to the fabric of the city, really. I mean, uh, you know, and I pointed out in the column that, I mean, that flicker of, of hope that stays alive in Washington football fans now is sort of is based on, you know, the stories about those, you know, those, those golden years. And he was the one who created those. You know, I mean, that, I, I really think I'm not sure any of that happens without him. Because, I mean, one thing, uh, he worked for Jack Kent Cook, and I know enough uh, general managers in all sports in this business that a big part of their job is managing up. So I'm thinking that to handle Jack Kent Cook on a regular basis for, what, the 10 years he was here, that was a full-time job in itself. Okay? <laughs> uh, then he turned around and hired a coach who the owner said, who the hell is this guy in Joe Gibbs? And then five games into the season, he had to convince the owner not to fire him after he started out 0-5. 
So, I mean, I think, I think that he may be, and I know, you know, obviously Gibbs, what he did is, you know, can't be diminished, and I'm not trying to diminish it. But if you want to go to the root of, of the, the source where it all started, to me, it's Bobby Beathard. Yeah, I can't argue that. And to have done it, first of all, there's only been one franchise, undefeated, and he was there with Shula. And then right. who else had the ability to take the Chargers to a Super Bowl? Bobby Beathard. And having worked with him, not a pretentious bone in his body, communicator, didn't high side anybody. He was clearly felt like one of the guys because he was one. He was an athlete. Yes. And yes. the difference between him and a lot of guys is that he actually did play and remembered what it was like to be a part of a group and not bigger than the group. And, and that's the thing to me to separate him. Walk up with you, have a sandwich, talk to you. I mean, just felt made you feel comfortable and always knew how to make you get something out of yourself that you didn't even know you had. You know, you mentioned communicator, and uh, this is what always struck me about him. He was a great communicator because he was, and this is a common denominator for, for people like this, he was fearless about what he said. I mean, he wasn't worried about the repercussions about what he said. He wasn't a loose cannon by any stretch of imagination at all. But uh, he communicated because he felt his words were, were valuable and he wasn't afraid of any pushback against them. And that's what good communicators are. They're, they're, not, they're, they're, they're fearless. And he was fearless. You know, that the one of the strange things, well, there's many strange things, but about the second Joe Gibbs run here, <laughs> there's a lot of strange things about it, was there was that time where it looked like they were trying to get Bobby Beathard. What, what, do you, what did you remember about that? And was there really a push? I've heard so many different things that he was put on a clock to take the offer. Also heard that he was lowballed to the point that he didn't think it was a real offer. Uh, you know, it was almost like they just wanted to say they went after him. Do you remember that? And, and what, do, what do you think was really what was going on there? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't plugged into that at all. Okay. I don't really know what went on, but if, if it's Weasley and if it's lowbrow and if it's gutless and we're talking about Dan Snyder, yeah, yeah. Then, I'm, then you can count on that would be the case. Okay? I mean, the lowest road that could possibly have been taken, I'm sure he took. Yeah. It's... In trying to supposedly bring Bobby Besser to board. Because that, that to me would have been a home run. A, can you imagine putting him on a clock saying, if yeah. you want to come here, <laughs> you better call me in an hour? Right, right. It's terrible. Yeah. I'm, it makes me sad. Well, and, and it doesn't come off as somebody who knew anything about the franchise <clears throat> he supposedly loved and uh, grew up with. I mean, how would you treat somebody like that that meant so much to this franchise? I, I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous. I mean, to think yeah. that that could actually happen. It, it really is. Ugh. Anyway, um, what what the Beathard the eighty is the eighty one or eighty two year it was eighty two year right when he got all the or the eighty one year I said going 81. into the eighty one draft eighty one draft he is, got that draft yeah it's still incredible and even the free agent part of it I mean this that hall alone if he would have just retired after that season he, he would have been an all time GM for this franchise yeah I mean that's that's the foundation 
that that's the building block where it all it all started from. Uh, and you know, it's ironic is uh, you know he I, I forget when he finally had a number one pick. I think it was Daryl Green. Yeah, was the first time he had a number one pick, and I I don't think he had. I think that's the only number one pick he had. So I mean, he he was not he was not a big believer in thinking that you you can only get talent in the first round or two, and there's evidence of that in all his drafts. I mean, that that 81 draft Dexter Manley and Mark May and Russ Grimm and go further down, Daryl Grant, you know, and Charlie Brown. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's your bona fides right there, baby. And what I really appreciated from him, I think he got Mendenhall here. Mendy might have had a broken leg. He would draft you if you were injured that year. It didn't even play. It didn't matter. And a lot of people were leery of that, and he proved out to hit a home run every time. I mean, you know, you draft yeah. a guy, hopefully plays for eight or nine years. What do you care if he can't start the first year or whatever? Bobby could do yeah. that, and he had an eye for it. It's just I would think that your baseball uh, experience, he just seemed more like a baseball scout to me than a football guy because that's what guys do scouting baseball more so than football in my mind. You know, it's interesting because uh, the Nationals, when they drafted Anthony Rendon, he had been injured his senior year in college, uh, and he was he had he had been projected to be a number one pick and then dropped, uh, you know, like the top pick in the draft and then dropped. But but Rizzo, Mike Rizzo, the general manager, drafted him on the idea that well, once he gets fixed, he'll still be Anthony. You know, Rendon, it takes a certain amount of vision uh, and confidence in, in uh, what's available for teams in terms of their tools to get players whole to do that. And Bobby was smart enough to recognize both. All right, Tom Laveros with Washington Times columnist. Uh, all right, before we let you go, your thoughts on the Super Bowl. Uh, Eagles right now, the point-and-a-half favorite uh, on the big game. I don't know. Uh, your guy will have that on the smell test later this week. But what, what are your what's your early thoughts on uh, the matchup? You know, I mean, I must be nuts picking against Patrick Mahomes because he plays quarterback like nobody I've ever seen before. Uh, I mean, he's the best I've ever seen. You know, for me to say that for an athlete playing today is really remarkable for me. Uh, but the Eagles, wow. it is big. the the Eagles are like a fighter wins the championship rounds, the ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th rounds. They'll wear you down with that offensive and defensive line, and come the fourth quarter, when you don't have much left, that's when they're going to pound you. And I think that's what's going to happen in the Super Bowl. I, I think that uh, they'll, they'll pound that Chiefs defense to the point where they're not going to be able to stop them in the fourth quarter when the game's on the line. So I like the Eagles. Yeah, they beat up poor San Francisco's quarterbacks with that front seven. I mean, legally, when you knock two guys out in today's rules and don't get thrown out, pretty impressive. And what the what their offensive line did to San Francisco's mm-hmm. defensive line was very impressive. So uh, the Chiefs have a good pass rush. I mean, Chris Jones is is a terrific pass rusher. Yep, he is, but. Uh, but uh, I like I like the Eagles to wear the Chiefs down over over the course of, of the game. 
All right. Well, should be an interesting one, Tom. Always good to have you on and hear your, hear your voice. I mean, I hear you're a guest sometimes in the podcast, but I just yeah, hear somebody yeah. else talking. I don't, I don't really get yeah, a chance well, to hear you when say are you much. On, when are you back on that so we can tune in to hear you? Well, I, I think I'm on tomorrow. I don't know if Sheehan is still involved in the negotiations to buy the Snyder Mansion or not yet. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That, busy. that may be taking up a lot of his time that right now. That is true. That is true. Forgot about so that. We'll have to, I'll have to wait and see if we're, we're going to have a podcast tomorrow. Yeah, right. I hope he gets it because I just want to go through I just want to go through it and see it. Yeah, see what's yeah. there. Huh? Yeah, it's cool. See what's left from the last time you used yeah. to go over there and watch games. No, that Dan. was Cooley uh, <laughs> and your boy Fred. Okay, not me. At I Tom wish Levero, I had been on that guest at list. Tom Lavera, Washington Times columnist and part of the Kevin Sheehan podcast. Thanks, as well. Irish. Thank you, Tommy. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, boys. All right, enjoy the beach. Tom Lavera via the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter to be the books. Download the BetQL app today. What do you bet Tommy goes over and watch a little spring training baseball here in a few weeks? I bet he Count does. Count on it. Yep. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.